Becoming is a key to achieving. So who do I become so that I am fulfilled? Who do I become so that I achieve? Last week's episode, I spoke about the best response to change. And in relation to change, today's episode is about how to become. In the process of becoming, you know who you are, you allow God, you plan, and you eliminate distractions. Someone told me that a plan is the destination and the best way to get there. I'm Shade Kim, and this is Orange Journal. Know who you are. Who are you? We often assign an identity to ourselves based on what we do for a living. You know, when somebody asks you, who are you? You may say, oh, I'm a doctor or I'm an influencer or I'm a wife, I'm a singer. And of course, our favorite word, I'm an entrepreneur. The truth is, these are things that we do. There are roles that we perform hopefully because they play a purpose in the vision of our lives, but they are not who we are. Some of us get really caught up in wearing designer items or buying fancy cars that we may not be able to afford because we want other people to assume that we're of a certain status or we earn within a certain level of income. But when your identity comes from someone or something outside of yourself, you have become slave to that person or that thing because you depend on it for your happiness. You depend on it for your fulfillment. When you buy designer items, you're not paying for the items. I mean, if it was just about the items, it will cost a fraction of the price. What you are buying is a name. You're buying into an identity. And you're buying a name with an association of status. You are identifying with a name and what you assume people will think about you because of that name. We buy and wear other people's names because we don't know the value of our own. Our character and the identity that stems from that character has not developed to a point where, you know, it's enough and anything else is just a bonus. I mean, these brands are charging you to advertise their name for free because of your misplaced identity. I'm not saying that purchasing nice things is bad or having a career that you are proud of is bad or having a business is bad. What I'm saying is that your identity should not be in that thing or any person. Jobs, titles, status and designer items did not make man as a species, you know, male and female. They did not make man, man made them. Because they did not create man, if we look to them to fulfill us, if we look to them as our identity, our identity will always be misaligned. It has to come from within you. It has to come from the one who created you. And if you look at Genesis 1.27, it says, so God created mankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. 
So the image of God is the character of God. The same way you know them by their fruits, you know a person and who they, you know, who they belong to by their character. Martin Luther King, he had a dream for his children not to be judged by the way they look, but the content of their character. And that's because your character is what differentiates you. It is how you identify. The word character actually means imprint on the soul. And of course, the soul being our thoughts, our will and our emotions. So our character is what differentiates you from others on a soul level. And if you want to find your identity, study God and study good virtues. Jeremiah 9, 23-24 Let not the wise boast in their wisdom, or the strong boast in their strength, or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one who boasts boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me, and that I am the Lord who exercises kindness and justice and righteousness on the earth, for in these things I delight. So above all things, you're a child of God, and a child of God carries his character. Character is the clarity to know right from wrong in any situation, and it is to choose what is right. It is to hold yourself to a higher standard than what others expect of you and choose right and be consistent in that choice. There are many virtues of good character such as courage and compassion and self-control and truth and patience. Occurrences in life are tests to prove your character. You know, when you commit to something, when you decide to to take a stand, you know, to an injustice or whatever it is that you believe in, life is obligated to test that commitment. It's obligated to test that choice. And so you will have situations come your way that will make you choose. And so character is developed at the crossroads of choice. You choose to either live consistently with a virtue or you choose to compromise it. And every choice you make is a statement of your values. By the transformation from God's word and planning and self-discipline, you're able to overcome the temptation to do what is wrong or expedient and instead do what is right and valuable. Never compromise your character, never compromise your virtue for money or for status because money comes and then it's gone. Giving yourself over to money or status at the expense of your virtue is submitting yourself to manipulation, it's submitting yourself to lower self-esteem. When we think of prostitution we usually think about providing sexual favours for money The word prostitution means to put forward for sale. So I'm suggesting that putting your virtue on sale for the right amount of money or for the right status is also prostitution. The benefit of practicing good virtue is increased self-esteem, it's increased self-respect and it's the earned respect and esteem of others. It's open doors, it's increased financial earning potential. Fulfillment is achieved with learning. 
Affecting change is achieved with learning and practicing virtuous values. Study the values you admire, such as self-discipline, the value of truth and trustworthiness, the value of patience and peace, the value of courage, the value of compassion. We often overlook these things and think, well, you know, they're too small. How can they help me be fulfilled? How can they help me affect change? How can they help me overcome my challenges? But these things are the prerequisites to fulfillment. Character is what sets you apart from everyone else. And it's not so much a bright idea or strenuous hard work or a competitive rate or price. It is character. It is character that is built on the choice of good virtues. Think about the people that you admire. What are their most obvious virtues or values? This is what fuels them. This is what they operate on. It's not what you see on the outside. The outside is only a result of what they carry within them. It's it's a result of what they believe. It's a result of the virtues or the values that they choose to practice. What are the values that you have developed that separates you from anyone else? Practice those values you respect. Practice truth. Practice integrity. Practice self-discipline circumstances particularly challenges reveal to us who we are they reveal to us our character so observe your response to the next challenge that you face in fact observe your response to your current challenge what does it prove about what you value practice those values until they make an imprint until they become a habit if we talk about self-concept When you behave in a way that is consistent with your values, your self-concept is automatically improved. What you find as well is that others usually accept you according to your own concept of yourself. You know, if you see yourself to be a peaceful person, which comes from clarity and trust and self-control, you behave in that way and often others will believe that you're a peaceful person if you see yourself as someone who tells the truth and behaves honestly others will usually believe that you're someone with integrity your self-esteem is formed by how consistently you practice what you believe for the fulfillment of becoming the best you for the fulfillment of effecting change if that's what you desire and change could be anything, you know, study and act in accordance with good values. And then I would say to allow God, allow God, we can make plans, we have our good intentions, but allow God, allow God to do only what he can do, even the things that you can do yourself, trust in his best, rely on his strength, That doesn't mean that you are lazy in the name of waiting on God. You know, you are still resourceful. You still aim to maximise your potential. However, you trust and depend on his will and his way. You depend on his best for you. Proverbs 3 verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And, you know, of course, the heart is not Um, the organ. The reference here is not the organ that pumps blood through the body. The reference is the mind. 
the soul. So trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Psalms 37 verse 5 to 40 will also tell you more about the results of trusting in God. Plan. A plan is usually referred to as a destination and the best way to get there. Who you become and what you do as a result of that person, it takes honesty. It takes gratitude for where you are right now. And it takes the foresight of a plan for who you want to become and what it is that you want to achieve. In other words, it requires analysis of self and the discipline to improve self for the fulfillment of the vision you have for yourself and to affect change, whatever change is for you. Change requires longevity because change is not an event. Change is a process. Longevity in affecting change is achieved in written goals that are then developed into a plan. It's a step-by-step process. It's consistent, continuous effort over time. Allow your commitments to last beyond the moment. Allow it to last beyond the hype. Allow it to last beyond the popularity. Allow it to last beyond the point that you feel good and that you're enthusiastic. You know, plan to continue, not just to start. The last thing I'd like to say today is eliminate distractions. You know, identify those activities in your life that produce little or no values in relation to your fulfillment or you know what it is that you're trying to achieve your purpose your you affecting change identify the activities that produce little value in relation to those things maybe even limit them you know eliminate them and focus on those things that are valuable the principles of self-discipline are to decide on what you want to accomplish identify the best way to accomplish it and begin the journey. Learn from the experts, you know, read their books, ask them questions, become a lifetime student of that thing and work at it every day. Success is not an amount. Success is not how much you make, you know, but it's the person you become as a result of exercising self-discipline whenever it is required for the purpose of your change, for the purpose of your fulfillment. When your name is mentioned, what one value would you like people to think of and how do you go about ensuring that? You know, what can you work on today and every day to become the best you? What is your plan for the actualization of your best self? And you know, how do you know that you're on course? Thank you for allowing me to share with you today. If you missed last week's episode, search Orange Journal in Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud for a full list of episodes. And until next time, thank you for listening.